Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. And every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interests, what they do, and things they've done. In this 21st edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year, we'll visit with theater professor Todd Quick. Todd is directing the first play of the spring season at Monmouth, and that's Julia Cho's charming, bittersweet comedy, The Language Archive. Monmouth's first play of the spring semester will open on February 15th, and it will open in a special place. The play is The Language Archive by Julia Cho. She's one of the bright young voices of the theater. The Language Archive, which premiered back in 2009, is about a linguist named George. He's consumed with preserving and documenting dying languages of the world, but at home, language fails George and his marriage to his wife, Mary. The Language Archive might not be a well-known play, but I think audience members will quickly fall in love with it because it offers a charming and poignant commentary about life, relationships, as well as being able to see what matters in life. It's also a very timely play as it opens during the month of love, when, of course, love is celebrated on February 14th. This will be the first time the Language Archive has been produced at Monmouth. It will also be the first play produced in the Hughes Library Studio Theater. Formerly known as the Barnes Electronic Classroom, the space on the lower level of Hughes Library has been repurposed for a black box theater, which gives Mama's outstanding theater program an opportunity to present a play in a more intimate setting than what's offered in historic Wells Theater. The Language Archive will be performed February 15th through the 18th, and it's directed by Mama's very talented theater professor, Todd Quick. In fact, while you listen to Todd discuss the Language Archive, that's the perfect opportunity to go online and order your ticket to see it. You can do that by directing your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash theater, and that's theater spelled R-E. Todd says he was excited to produce the Language Archive for several reasons. So the Language Archive is a contemporary play by an Asian American playwright, Julia Cho. So this is our third offering for the season. And it's a sweet, funny, heartfelt, quirky little play. Uh, Only five actors playing about 11 characters between them. And the play takes place primarily in an archive sitting on a small campus on a small college in the Midwest, which might feel familiar to some of our audience members. And it's about George, a linguist who is struggling and striving to maintain and preserve dying languages from around the world, which is a real a real situation, a real phenomenon that languages are dying out with great rapidity. And George is fighting against that, trying to document and archive and record these languages as they die out, before they die out. And all the while, he is discovering for himself an inability, despite all of the languages he speaks, to find the very simple words to say to his wife before she leaves him. 
throughout the play, the characters seem to be confronted with sort of the question, should they have done something else? Should they have? Or they regret they didn't have. And they're kind of looking back and wondering. There's a lot of that that goes on in the story. Yeah, the the ways that we communicate with one another, the the words that we say and sometimes the words we should have said is a big part of this play. The cast and I talked a little bit about love languages. That's something that sort of jumped out to us that there are different ways we tell each other that we love each other sometimes with making someone making someone some dinner, right? That act of service or sometimes physical touch or sometimes with spoken words and how much heartache we could save ourselves if we could more accurately recognize the love language someone else in our life needs us to speak. And I think that's where a lot of the conflict in the play comes from is characters not knowing what someone else's love language is. One of the languages that, other than English, that appears throughout the play is Esperanto. Uh, for people who aren't familiar with Esperanto, why, why would that be an interesting language to explore? Esperanto is fascinating. So Esperanto was developed uh, by L.L. Zamenhof in the early 1900s, who was an ophthalmologist uh, a Polish ophthalmologist who had a dream, this beautiful utopian dream of a universal language, a language that people all over the world could learn and a language that would be free from the baggage that comes from other existing languages, a language that isn't tied to any one country, any one ethnic or racial group, a language free from histories of conflict and war and violence, where we could all simply speak and share a common tongue, and that through speaking the same language as someone that we could maybe bring the world a little closer together. So it's a beautiful utopian dream, and it's been so fun to hear our actors wrap their mouths around this this really exciting language, and we've even got some fun uh, Esperanto music in the, the sound design for the show. Also, an opportunity for the audience to speak Esperanto. That's right. There's, um, don't be scared. There's not a lot of audience participation, but there will be a moment where everyone gets to uh, learn a few important phrases and do a little verb conjugation in Esperanto. You mentioned this play's not widely known. What led you to select it for production this year? Well, there's a few different things that sort of brought it to the, the surface when we started exploring the season. Uh, one, I think uh, Vanessa Campagna and I are always trying to find ways to diversify our production season. I think representation in theater is really important and having uh, you know a female presenting playwright of color in our season is, is important for our students to see that and to get those opportunities um, because obviously you know with J.M. Barry and Chekhov in the fall, we didn't, we didn't quite have that. Uh, it's also a great way for us to show off our new space. This is a a small, intimate play with only five actors, the type of play that would would sort of get lost on the larger stage of the Wells Theater. And we're so fortunate to have a new space that we knew we wanted to give ourselves a chance to do something small and intimate, something we haven't really been able to do since we were downtown in the Fusion Theater. So this was the perfect play to reintroduce the Monmouth community to theater on a smaller stage. 
Talk a little bit about the cast. You said there are five actors in the cast playing multiple roles. That's right. So we have uh, five brilliant actors in this cast and then another 15 or 16 students who are working on the creative team to bring the production together. We just had our first designer run earlier this week and it was really exciting to see how many students we have behind the scenes. So even when we do a small cast production, the number of students involved is really pretty extraordinary. And what's really exciting to me about this show in particular, in addition to some of our crowd favorite actors that people will have seen over the last couple of years. Uh, We have a really talented freshman theater minor, Lindsay Logan, who's uh, featured as Emma in this production, and a whole slew of freshman designers. We have some really wonderful new theater majors and theater minors as first-year students who are already stepping up and contributing in really major ways. How the students embrace this play? It obviously wasn't a play they were probably familiar with, maybe even a playwright they didn't know a lot about. Uh, how's their response to it, Ben? It's been really fun to watch. Um, I feel very fortunate that the students in the department trust my judgment. And so if, if they know that I've picked a title to direct, they assume there must have been some sort of good reason. Uh, but they were a little unsure. It's not a super well-known play, right? It's not a play any of them had heard of. Uh, one evening when we were working on Peter Pan, several of the students who were involved with Peter Pan as well stuck around after rehearsal. We had just gotten the scripts delivered for the Language Archive, and they pulled them out and started just sort of reading the play out loud in a little circle sitting on the edge of the stage. And I thought they were just going to read a page or two, and an hour and a half later, they had read through the entire play. I was in tears by the end of it, both from laughter and from their ability to connect to the more heartfelt emotional moments. They were all, you know, in stitches at some of the the comic sections of the play and had really found themselves connecting with the emotional moments. And so it became really clear in that moment that we had chosen a really excellent title for this group. You're listening to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm talking to Todd Quick. He's the professor of theater at Monmouth College who's directing Julia Cho's The Language Archive. It will be presented February 15th through the 18th, and it will christen Monmouth's new theater space, the Hughes Library Studio Theater. You can order tickets for The Language Archive by going to the website monmouthcollege.edu slash theater and that's theater spelled R-E and when you're over there in the Hughes Library you might as well go up to the top floor get to the play a little bit early on the top floor is the Len G. Everett Gallery and there's a great exhibit going on over there right now called Pseudo Fossils it's featuring art by Terry Conrad he's a 2017 New York Foundation for the Arts Fellow in Drawing, Printmaking, and Book Arts. He was the 2015-16 Grant Wood Fellow in Printmaking, and he's currently an assistant professor in printmaking at the University of Iowa. In fact, we're going to have a reception. It's going to be for the closing of the show. It's going to be held at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on March 7th in the Lynn G. Everett Gallery. 
course, it's free and open to the public. And there's a story about the exhibit in the news section of the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu news. Now let's get back to my conversation with Monmouth Theater Professor Todd Quick. As Todd explains, the Hughes Library Studio Theater is a great addition to Monmouth's outstanding theater program. Well, as, as many of our supporters and friends of the department know, a few years ago, we stepped away from our downtown space, the uh, Fusion Theater on South Main Street, and we've been producing simply just in the Wells since then. And the Wells is a lovely space, and, and we love that as our as our central home, but to enhance the experience of our students, to really give them the best education, having a secondary space was really essential to our long-term uh, planning and our long-term thriving as a department. And not only a, a secondary space for production, but a secondary space that could function as our primary acting classroom. Uh, so we've been sort of nomadic for the last few years. So we've been just so thankful for the administration support and helping us find an existing place on campus that could be renovated. Are the specific room that we're in, actually the idea came from Sarah Henderson, who thought, you know, hey, let's have the theater department move into the basement as my new roommate. And she's been such a wonderful host and really made us feel welcome in that building. And it's exciting that we can bring the vitality of our department into that facility as well to add that extra foot traffic and energy and late night rehearsals into the library space. And it's a really special, it's a beautiful little studio theater. It's perfect for these intimate shows. I think audiences are really going to enjoy and you know, relish in the fact that we get to have this secondary space where shows like the Language Archive really belong. And we have a beautiful lobby area outside of the theater. So it'll be a great opportunity for our student designers and dramaturgs to show off their work, which they use as a testing ground before they take it to our annual college theater festivals. So I think audiences and our students are really going to enjoy all of the new opportunities that this space provides for us. And there's just something special about seeing a play in an intimate setting, even if it's a major play, when it's retooled in an intimate setting. Uh, the theater experience that the audience members have is so different from what it is in a larger house. That's absolutely right. And and this play is sort of tailor-made for that type of space. Throughout the play, the actors look directly into the eyes of the audience. There's no fourth wall separation, the audience, even though they're in the dark, it's all so close that the glow of the stage lights will certainly illuminate audience members. So actors can really look directly into the eyes of an audience member and share a line just right to you, right, on an individual level. And that's that's a rare opportunity and that provides a sense of communion and community and togetherness that is really special. It's one of those magical aspects of live theater that keeps us coming back to the theater over and over and over. You mentioned earlier you have a lot of freshmen who are theater majors right now. A lot of momentum, a lot of good stuff happening in the theater department at Monmouth College. Absolutely. You know, I'm in the middle of my sixth year now at the college and 
Vanessa Campagna and I have been working hard over the last half decade, and it's exciting to see those efforts paying off. The size of the department has more than tripled in the time that Vanessa and I have been working together, and we're you know thrilled to keep that momentum going now with our, our new colleague, Peter Rule, who's uh, injecting a lot of energy and excitement into the design and tech component of our major. And right now, we are only scheduled for, we only have one senior who's graduating this May, and we already have some great new prospective students who have deposited and declared that they're coming to join Fighting Scott's Theater next year. So the future is looking really, really bright for us. I think what's impressive to me is you'll have a lot of double majors who are in the theater program who major in theater and something else. And it's not theater in English or theater in art. It's theater in the sciences. That's right. Well, I think that's what's special about Monmouth College and about theater in a liberal arts context that we have. We certainly we have students who come to Monmouth because they want to study theater and then they want to go have a career as a professional theater artist. But we also have a lot of students who study theater because they understand how the arts enrich and expand every aspect of their lives. And so we have students who, you know, we have a wonderful student, Hannah McGee, who's double majoring in theater and neuroscience, right? I don't understand any of the neuroscience that Hannah explains to me, but I love hearing her passion for it. You know, we have students, uh, not just Hannah, but students across our department who are curious, who are bright and sharp and inquisitive. And that's what makes a good theater artist, because every time we do a new play, we are we get to get excited and curious about a whole new set of ideas and, and concepts. You know, when we did proof last year, we all got to learn a little bit about math, which is never something I thought I would do. And here we are now studying languages and the structure of languages and cultures and and the process of languages dying out and watching our actors show after show after show get excited and passionate about learning something new that they never thought they would encounter. That's what liberal arts education in the theater is all about. That's Mama Theater Professor Todd Quick. He's directing the Language Archive by Julia Cho. It will be presented February 15th through the 18th in the Hughes Library Studio Theater. You can get your tickets for the play by pointing your internet browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash theater, and that's theater spelled R-E. It's another great Monmouth College theater production that you do not want to miss. that's a wrap on this 21st episode of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year. You can tell us what you think or add to the conversation by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put conversation in the subject line. Until our next conversation, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.